Episode number 178 of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're listening to, I am a well-being coach and creator of the Unstuck Method and the Clear Way, two groundbreaking self-help tools that promote your emotional health and well-being. I'm the author of the books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. Through my coaching, courses, and community, I guide people to get clear on what they want and get unstuck from what's holding them back so that they can go on living more deliberately. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So this episode is on adult responses, and it's part of a two-part episode on the two possible options for responding to anything, but specifically responding to things that trigger us. Last week, I spoke about childhood reactions. As a quick recap, childhood reactions are automatic. They come from a place of powerlessness, and often we blame others for our emotional health and well-being when we have a childhood reaction. I offered some examples of what childhood reactions look like in my life, and I just want to clarify that when I say childhood reactions, I'm certainly not calling anyone a child. I'm simply describing the behavior as one that is similar to how all of us acted at one point or another as children. To this day, I have childhood reactions, probably on a daily basis, if I'm being honest, but most of them don't necessarily surface because I catch them in enough time to instead convert them into adult responses. Not always, certainly not always. I'm not perfect, believe me. I am not immune to falling into the trap of having childhood reactions, because they're just easier to produce than adult responses. They take way less effort, they're familiar, and like I said, they're automatic, so they kind of just surface without even realizing it. So I'd like to give you an example that happened just a couple of days ago of a possible childhood reaction that happened to me and the adult response that followed instead. So just a couple of days ago, we were over at another family's for a holiday lunch. And we sat down to the table, my husband was to my right, and the blessings were made and the bread was cut and the host started passing around a plate of apples and honey. And everyone patiently waited to receive the plate and take an apple slice and dip it in the honey and enjoy it. On the table were lots of other things for the first course, lots of different salads. And let me tell you what I experienced from where I was sitting at the end of the table right next to my husband. So he stood up and reached over the table, grabbed the carrot spread, spooned some onto his plate, and then reached back to put the dish exactly back where he took it from. Now, I don't know if you've heard me say this before or not on this podcast, but that action that he did... <laughs> right? Like reaching across the table, grabbing for something, not passing it to anyone else, but returning it to where it came from. It happens to be one of my biggest pet peeves of all. Now, it could be because I was raised not to do that, or because I think it's rude, or because I think it's 
actually risky because food tends to drop, right? Either on the tablecloth or on somebody as you're reaching over. You know, you could also knock over a glass of wine. Anything can happen. Anyway, my typical childhood reaction would be to stare my husband down like he just came from outer space. Or maybe I would parent him out loud, right, in front of everyone. I would say like, maybe you'd like to pass the food around to the rest of the people at the table, right? That's my knee-jerk reaction. That's automatic. And when I do that, I have zero power. I place all of my happiness that I just had seconds ago into his hands and I become this angry, disappointed woman. Inside of me, I blame him for the fact that I can't even enjoy this holiday meal because I'm sitting next to someone who's acting like a child. But I learned that that doesn't work in my relationship with my husband, nor does it work in my relationship with anybody. I learned that making up requests or rules for him to follow in order for me to be happy doesn't work. And I plan to dedicate an entire episode on this concept in the near future. But for now, you'll either have to believe me or take a look at your own life and see where you have tried to put demands on other adults in your life or where you make rules for other people. And when they don't comply, you get disappointed. Making rule books for how others should live so that you can be happy, it's just a recipe for disaster. So what was my adult response? I got unstuck. I took a breath. I allowed myself to feel the disappointment from my head to my toe. I recognized that my belief that my husband shouldn't be doing that was not 100% true because that's who he is. That's what my husband does, whether I like it or not. And I considered both accepting him for who he is and loving him. So instead of a childhood reaction, I responded with, would you please pass that to me? I would love some. Thanks. And he did. And it was fine. That was for the carrot spread. Two seconds later, I kid you not, he did the same exact thing with the beets. He reached over to the other end of the table, he grabbed the beets, he placed some on his plate, and then he reached back to return it. I swear. I was like, is this not bothering anybody else at the table? Am I the only one that's getting annoyed by this? Does anyone else even see what's going on? And maybe, you know, it could be that it was just me. So again, no childhood reaction, just an adult response. I kindly requested that he pass me the beets and he brought them to me and I continued passing them around the table. I wanted to burst out laughing when literally the next second he did it again. I'm like, is he testing me? Is God testing me? What is going on here? He's not dumb. He happens to be one of the most brilliant people I know. So what's going on? Why can't he understand that I'm sitting right next to him? I just asked him twice to pass the things that he just took to me. So why is, like, I, I just don't understand. But again, no childhood reaction from me because I have learned so many times they just don't work. So I got through the meal without blaming, without making a scene, without embarrassing him in front of other people, all of the things I would have done in the past. And this is what is called growth, my friends. And I have to say, 
while it may seem very insignificant to you, it is huge for me. It's even enormous. And it works because, well, one, I don't want to be that person who creates rule books for other people. And I'm learning from my pitfalls and I have tools to get me unstuck if and when I do fall. And this is due in part because I'm focusing on committing to being a loving wife as a part of the challenge that I'm facilitating inside of the Living Deliberately Together Facebook group. I really love being part of challenges because it puts the work right in front of your face and you feel accountable to show up to doing it because you committed to the other people around you. And for me, by the way, being loving, it doesn't necessarily mean you know, saying I love you 10 times a day or, you know, sending text messages that says, you know, I love you or I don't know, anything that you might think in your mind is loving. Because to me, being loving, it could just look like not embarrassing him in front of other people, right? It could just be like giving him like a nice smile across the table so that he knows that I'm on his side and we're having a good time, right? That's one of the beautiful things about this practice is that they're personal. Each person is wherever they are right now in their life. And when they're practicing to live deliberately, they're doing it from that place and where it is they're looking to grow. So if you are participating in the challenge with me right now, and even if you're not, take a moment and reflect upon the adult responses you may need to create on your personal journey from going from here to there. Or maybe you want to write down or acknowledge to yourself the childhood reactions you may have had in the past and the adult responses that you would prefer to create in the future. An adult response begins with a pause, a stop, and then it goes to a deeper place, going from the emotional place you may find yourself in to a more rational place where you can make decisions based on a bigger truth, not just based on where your mind is in that moment. Now, when we think of adult responses to challenging situations, we may think of how we need to overcome really difficult emotions like anger, frustration, resentment, embarrassment, guilt, insult, rage, right? Those are kind of the obvious emotions that many of us need to overcome rather than succumbing to the childhood reactions that we may be otherwise familiar with. But there are other emotions that I find sometimes just get missed or hidden when we are living our daily lives. Emotions like desire or boredom or general stress or even tiredness. These emotions are different in one way because they don't involve necessarily other people, right? Like the other emotions I just mentioned. So if you're bored, it's not like you need to be concerned necessarily that you're going to react in a childish way to somebody else. They're also different because they just don't seem as apparent as the other emotions I mentioned, right? Like if you're reaching for food when you're not really hungry, it may take a little bit of detective work to realize why you're doing that. These emotions can feel so subliminal that you don't even notice that they're there. And while working to create adult responses to obvious emotions like the anger and insult and frustration and guilt and embarrassment, 
It's also really, really, really important to recognize these quieter emotions and develop adult responses to them as well. I encourage you to take a moment and notice a habit that you might have in your life that's not working for you, or you may have some sort of pattern of responding to things, to people that also doesn't work for you, and think about the adult response that you would like to create instead. It can be anything, right? From like how you respond to your spouse when he or she speaks to you in a way that you don't like, or how you respond when your child acts in a way that's not so respectful, or how you respond when you doubt your own potential, how you respond when you create a goal for yourself and you don't reach it, or how about how you respond when you're at a party, there's a lot of food and dessert and you're not hungry. Or how about if you're at a party and you don't know anyone and the guest isn't taking time to introduce you to the other people? Or what about how you respond when your boss doesn't acknowledge you just like he didn't acknowledge you yesterday? I mean, it can be anything. What does a childhood reaction look like in your life? And what does an adult response look like to the same situation? I really encourage you to take out a piece of paper and write down the situation And then write down the childhood reaction you may typically do and another possible response that may be a stretch for you, but that you would like to create for your life. Adult responses are all about how you show up, not necessarily how others show up. Adult responses are about how you choose to respond despite how others are acting. Adult responses are powerful, way more powerful than childhood reactions because you're not dependent on how others behave to determine how you behave. You don't wait for others to meet your needs to determine how it is you want to consciously be. Adult responses are not about managing other people's lives, but they're about managing your own life. Adult responses are about taking responsibility for your own happiness, and they're also about taking responsibility for your unhappiness. An adult response requires more effort. There's no doubt about that, but what's awesome about them is that they put you in the driver's seat of your life. You get to create any feeling you want when you create it from an adult response. The adult response, by the way, it's not just for your sake. By no means is this just about you. It's also about the people around you because your way of being, your responses to things is felt far and wide by others. And just as a reminder that I mentioned in the beginning, just in case it's not clear, this episode is not about being perfect by any means. I am not perfect, and I don't profess others to be perfect either. This episode is simply to remind you of your options, which you always, always, always have, no matter what. Okay, if you are inside of the Living Deliberately Together group, I would love to hear from you. What does an adult response look like in your life? And if you're not inside of the Living Deliberately Together Facebook group, what are you waiting for? I warmly invite you to join my community, which you can do so by heading over to my website, shiragora.com, enrolling inside of my course, The Blueprint, 
And once you're in, it offers you the invite to my community and my free monthly classes and workshops on Zoom. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to living deliberately together with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately Together podcast. It is my honor and privilege to be able to show up here each week for you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to start applying this work to your life, you have to check out the Living Deliberately Blueprint. It's my online self-paced course, which will teach you my tools and everything you need to know about living deliberately and actually manifesting it. Head over to my website now, shiragura.com for more details. I look forward to starting this journey with you.